Welcome to season two, Randy. We're officially calling season it season two, two. Uh, because we took a seasonal break. Yes, that's an entirely intentional, non-COVID-related break. It definitely wasn't uh, three sets of people having COVID over a six-week period. Yes, <laughs> uh, no, it had nothing to do with uh, you getting COVID and then your family and then me getting COVID and then yep. no, 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 no. Fully intentional seasonal break. Uh, although, having said that, it, it was it was very timely. Uh, I don't feel like a lot of stuff was in movies. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. We, we missed... I think we had plans to... Like, we missed licorice pizza. We missed uh, a few yeah, other things. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I planned on. <laughs> yes, you're more yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it. Um, there was a lot of stuff... Because we went to California for the holidays, and I had plans to go see movies that I knew I wouldn't be able to see here. And I didn't get to see any of them. I stayed here. And I got COVID as soon as I arrived. I stayed, I stayed here and played uh, exceptionally long campaigns of D&D. And then as soon as Randy got back, he was like, hey, want to record? And I was like, let's record. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I have COVID. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, I'm all vaxxed up and got all that stuff. Was being woo-hoo. safe. And then it was like that Omicron just don't give that. Oh, breakthrough. It broke, it broke. It broke through my defenses. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, best I don't even know where we I went, got it, unless it was from the pizza guy on the I, Tuesday I think night. It was Christmas shopping for me. Uh, I that was the only out of the ordinary thing that I did that week before we left. Yeah, the and only I, guy so. came. With, well, even that, I, I was like with him for like five seconds, and it was outside. I don't. I don't know who <laughs> gave me COVID. It doesn't matter. But I went to the doctor, and they were like, you're positive. And I was like, all right, I guess I have COVID. Yeah, COVID wasn't actually that bad for me, Um, luckily. I mean, thankfully, not a lot of people I know have had, not a lot, several people I know have had had pretty rough cases of it. Previous variants and stuff, but this Omicron one doesn't seem to be as bad. Obviously, it's not going to be the case for everybody, but thankfully, that was not the case for me. And uh, But then I I got something immediately afterwards... It was even worse than than COVID, and I don't know what it was. I went to the doctors for it because I just wasn't. I was getting worse and worse, and the doctor was like, "Oh, you probably have the flu." Mm, nope, you tested negative for the flu. Uh, you, nope, you're you negative for COVID. Something. Uh, you probably have pneumonia. Mm, nope, you don't have pneumonia. We don't know what you have. Here's a lot of medicine. Take all of it and call us if you don't feel better. Just <laughs> so, like okay, yeah. So I had like. 10 days of antibiotics, and I started feeling better on the 10th day. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, so we're glad to be back. Sorry we were gone. Sorry, yeah, sorry but, about the break. Uh, we didn't uh, mean to be. We actually meant to record and all that stuff. So, uh, but it is good to be back podcasting again. It's fun. Uh, we enjoyed it a lot. So hope you enjoy this episode where we talk about the tragedy McBurry. of McBurry. McBurry. Of by Joel McBurry. Cohen. And, uh, well, we'll tell you all about it in five. Well, no, I'm not going to do Don't count. Don't <laughs> So we watched a movie. Um, How many sittings <clears throat> did it take you to watch it? It took two? No, wait. Uh, yeah, two. Technic- um, technically, the first time was like multiple sittings because <laughs> I had so many things interrupting me. Yeah. But I was still attempting. Over the course of an hour, I attempted to watch the movie and then eventually just gave up for a lot of reasons that I'll talk about. But the second time, I, I sat down and watched the rest of or watched. I started how much? How it. much more enjoyable was the second? So viewing. much more. So much more. Yeah. What? happened in this movie that that's true because well because look i we hadn't talked about this yes okay (laughs) i felt like that and i watched this movie and i knew it was also true for you i knew you didn't watch it all in one sitting uh and i knew the last one was gonna be kind of a great Mm -hmm. so what happened in this movie to where i knew that like (laughs) i don't know i mean my first sitting i only made it 30 minutes in yeah it's Um, like really tough 
Well, see, I don't think it's necessary. It is so, the so movie like, to like get into. It's it? a lot of things, or so, like get into the <clears throat> speech of it. Well, we were we had planned on recording. Yeah, you know, uh, the day that I had watched it, we planned on recording. I was like, oh, I had the day off, so I was like, sweet, I'll do this thing. But then that day, just like, <laughs> I feel like, like I had. There's no. like <laughs> moments of that day that I'm like, I don't know where these three hours went. Like, I feel like they just disappeared. Later on, my wife was like, well, you're listening to those Hyperion books. And I'm like, oh, you're probably right. I probably just like <laughs> sat there in the Out kitchen staring at the wall. Yeah. Like suddenly three hours later, I'm like, oh, gosh, you want to hear about my cool book? Um, <clears throat> hey, uh, let me tell you about so, uh, it. So it really is good. to recount it. Yeah, it's it really, like, <laughs> where did those three hours? I don't understand where the time went. All I did was stand in the kitchen <laughs> catatonically for hours. <laughs> Yeah, if I if um, I like come to your house one day and you're just like catatonically like later, drooling and looking, I'm like, oh, he's listening to Hyperion. Later on that night, I found like breadcrumbs like all over the kitchen oh, counter, no. and I was like, what? Why are there breadcrumbs here? I was wondering why. I wasn't and I was hungry. like, I made a sandwich, but I didn't like make it all over the kitchen. Like I'm confused. And then she's like, you were definitely like, <laughs> oh, not well. Now you got those. Uh, you got the AirPods, you're just walk, yeah. walking around listening to, yeah. I mean, and the the soundproofing even, like, puts you in that your own little world. I have been driving, listening to an audiobook, like, driving home from college mm. and missed my hometown by, oh. an, by an entire town. If I'm on a long trip <laughs> and I'm either podcasting or in the book, next town over, so and it's like, good, I don't know where I am. Yeah. Like, I'll just completely <laughs> lose it. Yeah. I was like, wait, which I I'm like, that's probably really dangerous, right? Probably. I mean, I, I mean, people drive subconsciously all the time. That's pretty normal. I think, I don't think it's actually something to be too scared about, but the fact I, that I just, I don't like, know, like that's gotta be like when they're recounting, like the average person driving makes 500 mistakes every mile. That's gotta be, I mean, yeah, it's I not, guess I don't know. I guess I don't really know. I could have been gotta swerving be like all over the road quoting, right, or who yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's the audiobook. It's, like, it's not like those. Just, glug, 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 and you, <laughs> probably on his cell phone. There's somebody nope. behind you just, just tally marking every time you're <laughs> swerving. It's 500 that last mile. Just listening Must to be a listening good audiobook. <laughs> what do you think is this? Maybe Hyperion. <laughs> um, don't knock Hyperion. <laughs> Hyperion doesn't put people's lives in danger. <laughs> Although people's lives are in danger in Hyperion, it's really good. You should listen to it <laughs> or read it. Actually, I suggested to a friend, and he texted me an image on eBay. He was looking for a hard copy of the book, and it was like $3,000, and he's like, worth it? What? <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> like a first print or something? I have no idea. He found it. He found another hard copy later for like 20 bucks. So I have no idea what was wrong what? with that person. <laughs> maybe what it, was, like, maybe it was signed. I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like sign. Um, I feel like sign stuff you put on eBay, not Amazon. So that well, it was on eBay that he was. Thinking. Okay, so, yeah, okay, maybe that's what it was. Well, in my brain, you said Amazon, and I was like, no, no. maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe not. Rewind it, <laughs> editor. <laughs> um, so that day I was distracted. I was a little busy, and right as I had made myself a sandwich, actually made myself two sandwiches, Ooh. sat down. I was just really hungry that day, too, and started the movie, and I had three hours until we were going to record. Now, that movie is, what, two hours and 40 minutes, or two hours uh, and 20 minutes? Is it that long? It said it was 147 minutes, so. Okay. Like two and a half two, hours? Yeah, two and a half. Um, so. Is it really that long? That's what Apple said when I started it. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. I was distracted. Uh, <laughs> I sat down with my two sandwiches, and I, I was only two hours. Now, I don't know. Hour. You can look it up while I'm telling my story. Um, and it doesn't matter. I but we're gonna be right. <laughs> one, one. It doesn't matter. One, but you're wrong. Well, so. <laughs> what did you say? One hundred forty-five. One hundred forty-seven is what I thought it said. Uh, one hour forty-five minutes. Oh, it said one hundred forty-seven. Like no. Well, so your one four your one four seven was right. It was just one hour forty seven minutes. Okay, so I just mis- misread that part. Okay, got it. So, uh, sat down with my sandwich, turned the movie on, it begins, and I'm like, wait a second, hold on. <laughs> I thought this movie was in English. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what they're saying. 
Um, and uh, I I will just I will not fight it. I I am not a scholar when it comes to Shakespeare, and so I had a difficult time comprehending a lot of stuff. I was really focused on it, but I couldn't be in that moment because my phone started blowing up with stuff from work, even though it was off and all this stuff. And so I'm like trying to do these things, respond to emails, text messages, all this stuff. And I'm like, and then I'm, okay, I rewind because I missed all this. And then I'm trying not to do that. And then, <laughs> and then all this stuff happens. And then 30 minutes pass. I look down and my sandwich is dried up. And so I got one sandwich, but I I didn't get the second one. So anyways, I, at that point I was like, I don't, know if i can even have an intelligent conversation about this movie <laughs> in two hours now because i it took me i think i actually ended up having to take it took me an hour i paused the movie and it took me an hour to figure out all the work stuff um and then i was like i don't have time anymore to finish this movie because i still thought it was yeah two and a half hours long um before we're supposed to record it and i'm like i'm gonna come in hot and i'm not it's just not gonna be fun <laughs> so then we were like let's do it another time uh, which I'm glad we did because that second time I watched it, I restarted it because my wife, initially she did not want to watch it because she thought it was going to be really bloody. And I was like, ah, it, it feels a lot like a play. And I was like, I think you're Very probably going to, I think you actually will like it because she does like Shakespeare. And so we sat down and she did, she did enjoy it. But oh my gosh, like that first 30 minutes th- that I rewatched, it felt like I understood everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I had seen context already. And so I had that to work with, but even still, it felt like even just what they were saying made sense. Now, yeah. throughout the rest of the movie, beyond that, there was a lot of parts for me that I was just like, I don't, I know that like this person is frustrated with that person. This person doesn't trust this person, but I don't know why. I can't pick up on those subtleties in it. And that's just me. It's just because it I'm just, I'm an idiot when it comes to Shakespeare. I, I read Romeo and Juliet in high school, and that's the only thing that my high school assigned us. Um, yeah, ours read a so, lot. I mean, we were uh, a Becca. I don't know if you know. Um, I mean, I know a Becca, but I didn't. It's, uh, <laughs> I know a Becca. There were like, um, I I swear there were seven or eight. Uh, really? Like really long Shakespeare plays. Yeah. Yeah, I think we only we only did. Uh, they're like, they're like, all, they're like all about it for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's cool, but I yeah, it just wasn't something that, and it wasn't really something I was interested in. I had a lot of theater friends who really liked it, and that's fine. It just wasn't for me. Um, I enjoyed reading a lot of literature, but that period, I think, honestly, to me, just the turnoff was just the language, the way the it it feels like. I mean, it is a different version of English. You know, it's not even it's not it's very far from it, and a lot well, there's so it's, many context it's very, clues and and um, what is it? It's people who have a lot of time. To sit around and talk English. Yes. yes. And now, like modern day, uh, we do not talk like that. <laughs> no. Because, well, partially is like we don't feel like we have the time to. So everything's just way more succinct and way more like uh, there were even some of the times where he could have just said like, hey, get out. And he'd be like, it'd be like five minutes of him talking to himself about what's the possibility of the mm-hmm. word get out and why would that even apply to you and how in the evil of the evil nature of all things that are evil and naturous, could <laughs> that ever be that you would ever despise and have the audacity to look at me when I say get out and you dare not get out? What think you about this sort of thing? And yeah. it's like, dude, just say get out. Yeah. <laughs> There were definitely times where it's like, okay, you get used to that. And I then mean, yeah. there'd be a moment where someone would be just like, hey, what's up? And you'd be like, what? Yeah, there were a couple. There were, like, <laughs> They'd say something very short and you understood exactly times, what they were saying. There were two like, or three times when it was. You're supposed to talk forever about that. There were two or three <laughs> times where it went what straight you into modern English. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they can't say things. So yeah. So, anyways, that's none of that is a diss on the actual movie. I no, think the movie I mean was it was even really written six hundred or four yeah. hundred years ago. So, yeah, that's more just based in the fact that we, at least myself, I'm I'm just I just don't know enough about Shakespeare or the language that was used in those. And and I was just I for whatever reason did not expect it to be in that. I thought for some reason that it would just because it was a an adaptation into a film form yeah. that it would be modern. And I just that was just that was uh, I, yeah. an assumption. That well, was I had incorrect, assumed so. that too, 
and I assumed that it was going to be a big epic thing. Like it did feel like that. I felt like it was going to be pretty bloody. I actually thought it was. I, th- gonna be I thought it was going to be like, <clears throat> like in Macbeth, in Shakespeare's time, on a stage, he has characters, like like the very first scene is after a battle, mm-hmm. they come and tell you like the results of the battle. So I had assumed Shakespeare didn't show that battle because it's a play being put on by like yeah. a troop of thespians. Uh, and on a tiny little stage. Yeah. Uh, so Shakespeare, you like using the things that he had, like the things at his disposal, told that epic of a story through those means. Mm-hmm. But now we have, we've had Game of Thrones on HBO. So I, uh, I don't know. I just assumed that if Joel Cohen is mm-hmm. doing Macbeth, then it's going to be like, like Braveheart mm-hmm. battle scenes. Plus Macbeth, uh, yeah, and like really like go- gory, fighty, violent, like all the stuff they talk about in the play. But we're gonna show it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, but it re- it was just a play. Yeah, I mean the the only time that kind of stuff to me like those battles, like especially the the opening where it's like af- just after a big battle and they're reporting back, like that stuff. It's not important to the story to see it. It, all that's important is the report. But later well, on just, at the well, end, to when, the they, story, yeah. when they're all marching in with the tree, the leaves above their head and all that stuff, and then it's like only key characters walk into the castle. That was weird. And there's no soldiers anywhere. That to me felt like, oh, okay, I, I could have used like at least some ambience of like battle going on, but they didn't have that. And But I, it's yeah, fine. No, I mean, not even like noise or anything. Yeah, I it? mean, it was a choice. I, I uh, think I think, yeah, the I whole think thing felt great, like a weird like, dream. Like, even, like, minimalistic setting, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. Which I liked it. I liked I, the look and the feel. and It just, like, I, that wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> if if You wanted an epic. Well, if Joel Cohen is doing Macbeth, and it's Apple TV sponsoring it, and, like, this is going to be a big thing, and they're getting all these wonderful actors and actresses, big names. Mm-hmm. To act their brains out, I wanted it to be uh, Lord of the Rings Macbeth, mm-hmm. and it it's like it's not. It's just, I mean, it's just the play Macbeth with really, really, really pretty visuals, uh, but like barren visuals. What was the movie Dogville you told me to watch? Uh, yeah, Dogville. This whole yeah. movie is you feel like Dogville to you. Yeah, kind of. This whole this whole movie takes place Dogville in a town, um, but it's like they have it. All the actors have it like mapped out in like chalk drawings. Yeah, it's just drawn on the floor of like a black soundstage. Yeah, yeah. which is a cool idea for Dogville, but <laughs> I don't expect like when I especially when I'm expecting uh Lord of the Rings Macbeth over <laughs> here and then like I mean it really kind of only did like Dogville Macbeth to mm-hmm. me uh just really minimalistic like even when he was like I'm gonna go to bed right here I'm like on that slab on that concrete slab <laughs> <laughs> really Macbeth <laughs> and the, and the, I, yeah. I definitely think an understanding of the story is helpful and the play just in general is helpful before watching this. There was a lot of stuff like that, that you're not like, you're not sure what's happening or why they're doing certain things because it's a sort of like a figurative representation of things. Yeah. Um, like even the, even the buildings they're in feel mm-hmm. like figurative representations of buildings. Yeah. And so, and there are times when there are things that are not, it's not clear to the character whether they're real or not. But then a lot of times you as the audience member don't necessarily know what is real at all in the movie. Like, yeah, wait, is like, this supposed to be a building or on? like, <laughs> what is this representing? Because it's minimalist. So, and to me, I think just having an understanding of the actual story beforehand would have been helpful. Um, there's a lot, I did look up like a quick rehash of like the actual play yeah. afterwards to see if I'd misunderstood anything or, or stuff. And there was a lot of stuff that I did not catch and i'm not sure if i didn't catch it because it's not in there 
or if I just didn't catch it. Like, apparently, part of the prophecy that the witches gave to him was that uh, he would not be killed uh, or could not be killed by any man born of a woman. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that in the movie at all. It's Is that okay? So I didn't, I didn't miss. I had no idea that that was even a part of the film. So there was no suspense for me when, when he was like so like, I just thought, oh yeah, he's when he, confident he, in his skills. No, he thought he was invincible. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't point. get that until afterwards. And I'm like, like he came, oh, he okay. came at that dude. That dude had a sword, and he's like, I don't even need a sword. <laughs> yeah which i, mean, that I was thought really cool. it was a cool scene but yeah. i didn't know that there was a reason for it i just thought oh okay i i didn't know you had it in you Macbeth. you seemed like kind of like a well cowardly. and then he even got his like face chopped a little bit uh-huh. and he like literally like wiped it off and then threw it in the yeah. guy's face and you're like <laughs> holy crap that's awesome uh but yeah, yeah so when he reaches for that's his crown okay so then- i like the fact that that was uh that that was like the killing blow is yeah. him trying to focus on the crown, even putting it back on his head. Yeah, and like th- which is cool. Like he yeah. could have easily love the poetry taken of advantage moment. of that that moment and gone over and killed the guy. Yeah. But instead, he reaches for the crown and that gets him killed. Um, I yeah, there's a lot to like about just the story in general. I mean that that Shakespeare wrote. Um, that but that that to me is the thing that Shakespeare wrote. The crown thing? Well, I mean, like, all of it. Like, there's a lot to like about Macbeth. There's a, li- there's a lot to like about this entire movie mm-hmm. uh, that Shakespeare wrote. Oh, so you think that it just, ingen- like, the good things about this movie come from Shakespeare, but not right. necessarily. I don't know Cohen. what this remake was, or, like, mm-hmm. why you felt the need to even. I don't know. I mean, it felt like a play. I liked that it sure. felt like a play. Um, but. What I mean, what was, what was added to Macbeth, in in this rendition it of it, was introduced to people like me, who had never seen it and would probably never see the play or read it. I mean, I don't know. I is that it? it. I appreciate it. I like stuff that feels like plays. I think my favorite movie, uh, my qu- favorite Quentin Tarantino film is Hateful Eight because of how much it feels like a play. It's um, tra- it straight up is a play. Yeah, yeah I know. What I'm saying like, but it's done on film, and so yeah. you do you can do things that a play can't do, which is what I think I appreciate about it. This is that they, it's like they approached it as if they were putting on a stage play, but then they are able to accomplish things that they you can't do on a stage. Um, by or honestly, like a sense of like, well, you can I don't know. They're just different. It's different. The mediums are different. And so grandeur on film is going to look different than grandeur on the stage. Um, but I feel like they captured a lot of the the feeling and the emotions that were taking place on screen between characters were um, <clears throat> represented well with the locale and the things that they were interacting with. I don't know. It, the, the I think I, maybe I the fact like that there wasn't see... very much going on in the world, that it was very empty and minimalist puts a lot of the focus on what's happening internally within the characters. And that yeah. felt like the whole play to me or the whole yeah, movie I mean, to that's me Macbeth. was just yeah. in their head. Well, again, I'm coming at this and never not knowing anything. I didn't know the story. I didn't know anything that happened. So well, I, the, the way people typically <laughs> dissect Macbeth is like the first third is uh, the protagonist Macbeth versus the antagonist Macbeth. Uh, the second part would be the protagonist Macbeth versus the antagonist Lady Macbeth, mm. and then the third would be the protagonist Macbeth versus the people, uh, fate. I mean, kind of all of it. It kind of mm-hmm. all gets wrapped up all at once. Um, and then like his his enemies, his idea of enemies. Mm-hmm. All the all of them are like outwardly now. He actually has antagonists, yeah. but 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 yeah, especially the first part. It's it's him versus his idea. Well, it's like his duty bound honor to a king, like he's sworn himself to. His, yeah, uh, and then like, and then somebody comes along, and it's like, hey, you're gonna be king. You're gonna overtake that dude. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's like all he thinks about. He's trying to make that come true. And then he tells his wife and then his wife is immediately like way like his wife is like immediately 10 times deeper in it than he was. And she's like, I'm going to murder him tonight. I'm going to put the knives on those boys. And he's like, what, what? No, back up. <laughs> she's like, I already got a drunk dude. Go in there and stab him. He's like, uh, uh, okay. And she's basically like, be a man, you sissy. Mm. Go in there and stab him. Uh, yeah. But all that was, that was all Shakespeare. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah. I, even when the movie ended and the first <laughs> credit was written and directed by Joel Cohen, I was like, nope. And the second credit was based on a play by Shakespeare. And I was like, it was just that. I'm sure you directed, I don't know, what, like a graphic novel representation of this. And it looked good. Like, it looked cool. Uh, but, I don't, like, I don't know who, I don't know who went like, I want to do this next. And they were like, how much money do you need? And, like, how all that went through. And it just felt like nothing was added to this play. And I, and I realized someone's first watch of it is like it's all tied up to you like uh like you're like Macbeth is so cool oh my god the intrigue of it and all that but all that was 400 years ago you know sure Uh, but I don't know I mean any anytime you redo a play it's just it's not about changing the subject matter it's about just presenting it in a interesting or unique yeah, way and not I the subject feel matter like, but you need to i don't know you need to change something or you, I feel, or i mean visually i feel like i've never seen anything like this so well the fact that it was so minimalistic like a play just made me like okay this is a play version of it but it's more than that though that's what I mean. Like it's because it is. <laughs> yeah, but the, only because they recorded it on film, right? Yeah, but maybe that's all it takes. I don't know. Uh, and and I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. I, <laughs> I. It I, sounds I, like you are. That's well, I just I like I don't know what. I don't know that he added anything. Mm. Um, and to me, that would be the only reason to even bother doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still like Macbeth. Like I still like the play. Yeah. St- uh, it's like crazy involved. Like I don't know how a single person could come up with characters. He's in his own head. He's in his own head about him being in his own head. Mm-hmm. The intrigues on that guy thinking about what that guy did. He's chasing his kid. He wants to leave that guy alive. Like, ha- like that's that's not even. Like, people get confused about Game of Thrones just because there's, like, a mention of, like, 40 names in an mm-hmm. episode. This is that on steroids, uh, and it's from 400 years ago, and it's, like, it's amazing that you could think that deep and, like, get that involved with characters, but... Yeah, uh, there was a point in the in the movie where, like, we're sitting there watching, and they're like, uh, Macduff has gone to to england and or wherever he went and uh yeah, england he's like they're like oh Let, the traitor the coward and so they kill his family and i'm like who's mcduff <laughs> like who is this person i'm like thinking like his friend was it his friend the one that he had assassinated did he live and get away that's the only person i could think of that it could be uh, and then they go through and then they show mcduff and i'm like no, he'd, that been, guy? he'd been the earlier. Wasn't he just yeah. like a servant of the king who just happened to like? No, he was. He was like uh, another Scotsman. Yeah, but I didn't get that. Uh, like I at mean, all, he was there. <clears throat> yeah, for one scene. Well, he showed up, yeah. and it's like, oh, hey guys, the king told us to wake him up in the morning or to get here early for a meeting. Yeah. So I just didn't know that he was important. I just thought he was there for this that scene. They they probably said his name, but it, to me, it was like. It felt like out of left field, like, this guy's important. And I was like, okay. Remember <laughs> again, this guy? <laughs> again, I don't, know, I don't know Shakespeare. So I'm, like, watching this for the first time, and some of that stuff was very confusing to me. Uh, uh, and speaking of that, what was, like, Wizard Sleeves McGee, the guy that's, like, working for everybody, that is there? Well, working for himself, I guess. I, what is he doing, and what was his? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't was really he trying know. To, like, I guess just, like. Uh, 
because it seemed like oh he's he's like playing both sides to kind of figure out and he kind of I think yeah he realizes like he that like Macbeth he didn't really was, like whoever was in charge didn't then, like Macbeth I think he liked the original king I um, think he I think he really didn't necessarily care for the original king and then was like maybe Macbeth would be better and then when he saw how Macbeth handled it he was like not this guy yeah but then even then he doesn't. Uh, doesn't seem to support the sons of the original king. Well, I don't think he's. I don't king. think he's necessarily sticking his neck out for anything. Well, he know? he saved the. Um, yeah, and he did what son. he could very secretly. Yeah, but, but he he wasn't he wasn't about to like overstep. I guess I don't know why he saved the son. Like why he or why he was even at the ass- to, assassination in the. How did how was he even there? Like how did he know? Like uh, he like talked himself into Macbeth's good graces and sending him, didn't he? I don't remember. See, that's the kind of stuff I don't remember. Some of the times that he might have said, "Yeah, you go too," but well, he said Mac- it Macbeth over the course the two, of five minutes. Sent the two, yeah, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> so, Macbeth sent the two cutthroats. Yeah, and then uh, well, I don't the guy in the monk's outfit, but that's clearly like cut the for witch. A, yeah, cut for like a twenty first century monk, uh, <laughs> a twenty first century European cut for a monk. <laughs> that thing was so tight. I was just like. That I mean, weren't they baggy? Like, <laughs> like were they meant to be like frocks? His was like super fitted, like oh, yeah. superhero. He reminded monk. me of the um, the wizard in um, White Run from uh, uh, Skyrim. Uh, Ferengar, like yeah. in the in he the just the way castle. he looked, it just made me think. Of him. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I didn't I didn't know why he I, why he was specifically saving the. What was his name? Uh, Fleance. Fleance or something? Uh, yeah. Anyway, saving him for... Because the whole prophecy was that, yeah, that kid would become a king. Yeah. But then he doesn't become a king at the end. So I guess it's just inferred well, that yet. he will it event- eventually. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like we would see the the fruition of all those prophecies all in one thing. I, honestly, when, it, when they made the prophecy and they were like, oh, you're not going to be a king, but you're going to get kings. I didn't know what get kings meant. I, I was like, you're going to get them? Like, you're going <laughs> to, like, what? I don't know what that means. And then I later on realized, oh, it's because he's going to have children. Okay, I get it. Um, But uh, I was thinking, okay, interesting. So then we cut away to he writes, Macbeth writes his letter to his wife, and she's reading it, and then she starts getting all these, like, she's like, spirits, you know, basically molest me and like make me evil yeah um i think i misread that whole scene because it sounded like she said that she thought that Macbeth wasn't up to the task of being king um and so she was going to take matters into her own hands and that Macbeth was going like she was going to kill Macbeth. i thought that she was like oh no so and because they were like hey you're not gonna be a king but you're gonna have kings as children i was like oh he's sleeping with Macbeth's wife Macbeth is going to become king somehow, but then his friend's children well, see, that's one, are going to that's succeed That's one way him. you could have interpreted it. <clears throat> well, not now. Not, cause well, I mean, yeah, but, but that's like kind of what the the prophecy thing is all about, like sure. is that everyone misreads it. Yeah. You Even if you know the future and your own fate, you don't know anything. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought all that stuff. So when she is like later on when she comes up with the idea to kill the king, I felt hey, like that was really out of I left field. I invited the king over. I was We're like, gonna murder. Him. I was like, "What? Why did we? Why are we murdering the king?" Uh, and then it's the way that it played out seemed like, "Oh, this is something that they planned together and had planned together for a long time." But it, to me, it was like I didn't think Macbeth was like a devious person. He seemed like just a genuine kind of guy, and and he was just kind of along for the ride. But then he, when he actually kills them, and then goes crazy because of it, it I don't know. To me, it just was uh, I. I think a, a third, a second full viewing would have been helpful for me just because I didn't know the story. It was like watching, it was like having a conversation with somebody who speaks a different language um, without an interpreter and uh, having to just kind of like, <laughs> I think heavily use context clues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a lot of that. It was a lot of like, I think this is what's happening. A lot of pausing the movie and talking like saying out loud what I think was happening just so that I could be like, okay, I think this is where we're at. If you watch it again, I feel turn, really stupid on, uh, talking about it. Turn on, on like closed this, captions. 
No, it's not that I couldn't understand what they were saying. Oh. It's well, for, I didn't for, know what it meant. For, oh, okay. Well, for me, reading it was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but just sitting there, like, listening, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, as, like, as soon as I was reading it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I got this. Yeah. If anybody who actually reads Shakespeare and all this stuff, they're listening, they're like, ugh, these idiots, they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, but. We don't, or I don't, so that's fair. I'm fine with that. But that, but, <laughs> but that's kind of the point. Like, this movie isn't out for Oh, like they're not testing you before you watch this movie <laughs> and then like was it good or not no this movie's out there for like the average person to just watch the the average person who's subscribed to apple tv plus yeah. uh <laughs> it's not like you gotta take a quiz <laughs> like how many shakespeare plays have you read one get out <laughs> not allowed to watch read more shakespeare first um yeah well i mean uh, yeah all that i i agree uh and i think i think the people that are super into shakespeare would watch this and go yeah he didn't add anything to it what was the point of this and i'm already agreeing with them so, i don't know there's i've seen I'm some on reviews the, and I'm people on, seem to think that his take on it is pretty refreshing refre- so, refreshing i don't know that's what i've seen people are like wow this is like you know. I mean, it's it's straight up like the same flavor as it was 400 years ago. If maybe that's, that's refreshing. the point, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe it's okay. a return to form. Maybe. A return to form. Okay, and if return to form was his intent for filming it, and and like when you go up to him, he's like, "It wasn't my intention. Was a return to form." Okay, you did it spot on, ten out of ten. Like I'll give you, I'll give you that. <laughs> But I I haven't seen other people's takes on Macbeth. I'm sure there's plenty. So if this is in response to those, I'm sure there's plenty that have shown the battle at the beginning. Sure, sure, you know? sure. And if this is if this take is in response to those, then hands up, fair enough, you got me. But I've really only seen this take, and to me, it was just like. Yeah, everything I like about this movie was what I liked about Macbeth, mm. the original play. I feel like he didn't add anything. Uh, mm. But may, yeah, maybe that was a point. Maybe maybe the take was a return to form. Uh, in which case, like I said, 10 out of 10. Like, really good. And all the acting was really good. And in even, even talking in Shakespearean, they kind of made it to where... It's really only one step away from modern English, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm almost there with him. Uh, as soon as I turn on closed captions, that sort of bridged the gap for me. I think we talked a little bit about this when we when we saw Dune, um, the most recent Dune, uh, and but I want to know. I want to ask you again because I I don't remember. But uh, what what is your opinion on just adaptations in general? Um, well, for Dune specifically, specifically from things, I, I originally said, like, I would have said before watching the movie that you can't adapt this into a film. Uh, well, okay, so why? It was, too, it was too epic. You can't fit it. You just can't. So does a good adaptation fit everything in? No, but it finds a story to tell, and it does it well. Okay. So it doesn't have to include everything. No. It just needs to find, even though somehow Peter Jackson for Lord of the Rings did. I mean, I guess well, he not made, I guess he made him really long, and yeah, not technically like no Tom I'm Bombadil. Sure but I know have I know plenty of people who can point out millions of things about the movies <laughs> that. Uh, but I mean, like he did a lot, you, yeah. you know. Um, and I guess part of that was just making it really long. I, I guess they changed a lot too. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, but. No, you don't. You don't have to include everything, but you have to find the story that you want to tell within that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's your adaptation. Yes. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I mean, because there's definitely people who were like, and a good adaptation is an exact copy. Um, no. There's other people who a good adaptation is all the parts I liked, <laughs> you know? If, yeah. If all the parts that you liked were all good parts, then yeah. I guess your adaptation would have to include all those good parts. 
um, there's people whose uh, version of adaptation is if a character is if it is uh, if a character is a, is a particular gender or um, age or whatever in in the first medium, then when it becomes a film, it must be exactly that again. And I guess well, some of that doesn't fit. Like some of it, Daenerys wasn't going to be a fourteen-year-old actress in Game of Thrones the show. Yeah, I mean they could have done it, but yeah, you just get into. Well, that's a different issue with like kid actors. It's sort of well, like I'm, I mean, to, like that's, but that's just one like gigantically clear thing that yeah. we, of course, we would change. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a double standard for sure when it comes to that kind of stuff because there's certain times where it's like, yeah, it's okay. Like I think most people are fine with uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson as um, what is his name in Marvel movies? Fury, Captain Fury, or is it Captain Nick Fury? Fury, Nick Fury. See, I don't know. <laughs> um, is Nick Fury? Like, I think most people are okay with that, even though Nick Fury wasn't black. But a lot of people uh, get well, really actually, mad. Actually, I think as soon as they cast him, well, actually, I think it might have been before the movies. Uh, did they change it in the comics? They did change it in the comics, okay. and they based it. I think they based him on Samuel L. Jackson. That's funny. Uh, unless they, I got that flip flopped, but in the comics now. Uh, well, one, there's several different universes all the time in comics anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. most of the Nick Fury's, uh, or Nick Fury in the comic now, is basically Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Uh, uh, the reason why I brought that up is just because there's another, in Dune specifically, there's a character. Um, uh, yeah, Leah Kynes yeah, um, is a male in a male, the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, maybe it was important for them to be a male in the book, but it didn't feel like it was that important in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and even I, really I mean, even if it was in the book, the story he was telling in the exactly movie, that's what I mean. Matter. Like the story he's telling in the movie is not. I don't know. It's so tricky because everybody wants something else. They some want something different out of an adaptation. Well, you yeah, want you also you never, want him to do never something. Appease everybody. No, you're not going to. And and for me, like this is Macbeth is entirely new to me. It's new. I've never heard the story. I have never seen it. Yeah. So everything to me about Joel Cohen's Macbeth is entirely new. So yeah. I, I can't base it on anything else. And I and can't judge I hadn't I seen any preview or anything. I just. Like read it. I, well, yeah. I mean, but when you're like, "Hey, watch Macbeth on Apple TV Plus," I was like, "Cohen, oh, this is gonna be epic!" Like, oh, so you just yeah, <laughs> like I, I just immediately went like, uh, "I know his other stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll be that plus Macbeth." Uh, yeah, I was very wrong, and yeah. <laughs> and like coming in here, I was wondering how this conversation was gonna flow to make me okay with this movie. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but like, like I said, if this is his response and it's a return to form, hundred percent, he hit the nail on the head. I, that's like, a guess. I don't know if. Well, that's I just, actually I just mean is. like, well, even in thinking that now, I'm completely okay with this movie as is. Uh, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know what our conversations do, but it'll take a movie that I don't like, and then I'll come out like, like old. I did, uh, w- before the podcast. I didn't really care for it. And then you're like, no, that might have been on purpose, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of these podcasts are like me talking out the parts of the movie I didn't like. And then you going, that's okay. You poor little idiot child. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I get it now. Thanks, Papa. (laughs) Oh, Oh, and what was the one? Uh, for Matrix, <laughs> for the Matrix, when I was like, "You are not going to talk me into liking this," <laughs> and I, I held my own in that one. I think every other every other one that I've come into the episode not liking it, I've left going, ah, "Okay, it was good." I wanted to talk about how the uh, how great the lady who played the witch. Oh, yeah, Which it was is, good to was. see uh, after she watched Harry Potter grow up, she moved on, became what? an old witch in the wilds. It was good to see her. After she watched Harry Potter grow up? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, One of the Harry Potters, Order of the Phoenix? 
at the very beginning, they get dementored in the real world before he's at Hogwarts. She's the neighbor. Oh, that she's was, the, that the was muggle assigned. that's like the, not a muggle. What are they called when they're like? Well, she was part. She she was one of the people Dumbledore assigned to watch yeah. Harry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a name for it. It was like not a Muggle, but it's like somebody, or it is a Muggle that is in the know. No, she like, was a witch. I could have sworn it was. I she fought the Dementor. Did she? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't remember that part. Um. Okay, I didn't know that. But that's uh, cool. Uh, the part. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm gonna describe this, baby. You'll remember it, where he's with Dudley. Like on a playground, and then like storms yeah, I, come. I don't remember that. And movie. then like it gets all dark, and they're on a playground. Then a Dementor comes. It gets Dudley. Kind of Dudley's in this soul. movie too. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, and then he kind of gets his soul like half sucked, and then he's like walking down the street, and Harry's like got him on his shoulder, walking him back home, and then like that lady, the old lady, comes out of nowhere. It's that. It's that lady. That was the right. joke. It was good. It was good to see her after she watched Terry Potter grow up. Yes, turn into she became a, a witch or witches. Uh, she um, turned into three witches. Catherine, Hun- <laughs> Catherine Hunter is her name. Uh, she was great, real creepy, unbelievable. Like the first time you see her, yeah, I don't even scene. know when she pretends to be a like when she just moves around and you're like she's a bird. Yeah, like that's a bird. She it's looks so like good. a weird, nasty, creepy old bird. Yeah. And like, even how you, I don't understand how she is moving her body. I don't understand what, like whoever choreographed <laughs> her movements, how did they come up with them? Yeah. What, what contortionist was, was on set that trained her and who was like behind the camera going, no, 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 left leg, yeah. left leg o- over, left leg over. Like who came up with all these moves? Why? If she just came up with it on her own, she's like, I'm going to be really creepy. Watch this. Yeah. Like whatever happened, whatever set of circumstances happened, uh, that was great. It, it was, was really super good. creepy. It was so weird. <laughs> the sound design in that scene in particular was, I think, excellent. Just because her movements combined with the sound of, f- like, fluttering feathers and flapping wings. and Yeah. Sort of, like, that um, element of just, like, the, the, the birds themselves. Like, did it went so far to to sell that. Um I, just, I don't know. I just loved. It. I love that moment <laughs> on where top she's of just her crazy, iambic pentameters and, and contortionist oh, yeah. talking with switching three her people. voices. Yes. yes, it's all. Very God, good. what is happening? Yeah, uh, that's that's a uh, Academy Award right there. <laughs> <laughs> I liked every moment with her, even when she's playing the old man in the uh, the ruins. But yeah, um, now her and when he when he gets revisited by the hags. Yeah, when like they're the, up in the rafters. Yeah, they're yeah. in the rafters and the room floods, and they're like, don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Gosh, yeah, that scene was creepy, too. All those, like, children floating up through the water that are just, like, telling him things. <laughs> that was creepy. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think overall I I enjoyed it. I think I would like to watch it again just because I want to understand it more. Um, a lot of things that I missed. Um, but I liked the, I think I liked all the performances. And I told somebody this the other day, I was like, I think the performances were good. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't that know, to, but I think me, they were. <laughs> yeah, that to me, when people are playing, I've, I've seen maybe 10 Shakespeare plays, mm-hmm. and it's all been like 10 different groups or people putting on the plays. Uh they're all just Shakespeare plays, man. <laughs> like they're all the I don't I don't know if they're acting well or uh-huh. not good. I, I, I just like it's like, like watching a foreign film to me. It's like yeah. a foreign film if I don't know if you're the speaking actors in Shakespeare's and it's a culture that I don't understand. If, if you're I feel like I'm just watching cadence. real people. Yeah. Like, so. If you're speaking in shit in that Shakespearean cadence and on stage like like you can you can move your body and hands and feet and walk around the stage however you want and all you have to do is get those lines out and then like at the end of the play I'm like that was a great play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
like like uh the, like there's like fighting in Macbeth on the stage and like in Romeo and Shakespeare there's a little fighting. I've seen Romeo and Juliet where they didn't do a fight. I've seen Romeo and Juliet where they did a fight. Same play. Like same thing. <laughs> felt the same. Acting felt the same. I mean, I guess one group was better than another group technically, but mm-hmm. it didn't much feel like it at the time. It just felt like, oh, this is a Shakespeare play. Uh, yeah, it just feels like it feels like no matter what happens, it's like they acted good. That was good play acting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Did, did you see Macbeth? Didn't mm-hmm. I watched it? Was so good. It's like, <laughs> well, was he? Or was it just Shakespeare? I, I mean, I enjoyed Denzel Washington. I think I liked Francis. I think I enjoyed Francis McDormand's performance even more, especially her whole scene with the sleepwalking. Yeah, it was pretty so creepy. creepy. I love that. Um, I, I again, a lot of her character I didn't understand. I didn't understand where her motivation was coming from. But I think that, again, that was just me just not knowing. Does that lady want to be queen? I suppose so. <laughs> but, um, or wants. Maybe that's wrong. She wants her husband to be king and to be a man and, like, take it by force. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, part of me was wondering, though, like, as the movie sort of concluded, it was just like, I wonder if he hadn't killed the king. Like, if everything would have still happened the same way, it just maybe would have happened in a way that didn't make him crazy. You know? He didn't try and force his destiny. He just let his destiny happen. I don't know. It probably wouldn't have happened. Or it would have still. Won't it always happen because the prophecy is going to happen one way or another? You just are deciding how or it's going to Or does the prophecy always happen one way or another? Or does the prophecy know. just know the deterministic future? They seem to think that it wouldn't happen if they didn't make it happen. So yeah. my, thing is, my thing is like maybe they didn't have to do anything at all and it would have happened. Uh, maybe they didn't have to kill the king. Maybe he would have been killed the next day or he would have died peacefully in his sleep years later and for whatever reason Macbeth would become king I don't know yeah but then his son would have fled maybe his son also died <laughs> I mean maybe I, they all died in the same place at the same time who knows from syphilis maybe <laughs> that's weird <laughs> I, I <don't> know. <laughs> uh, maybe wizard sleeves McGee would have killed them all maybe like, hey, maybe maybe yeah. Maybe he's actually like the portrayal of death in this movie. Death and fate. I don't know. He does whatever he needs to to get along. God, it's so good. Like, yeah, how Shakespeare wrote it was so good, though. Like, that you would have one character listen to a prophecy and then, like, take it and hate it and then (laughs) do it and then bring about his own downfall. Oh, it's so good. What a wonderful lesson to, well, I don't know that it's about not messing with fate so much as be, if you're going to be a man of character, don't, don't be tempted by fate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess he could have walked away from it. He could have. Well, assuming he had free will. But. Yeah, it's hard to say. Anytime you get like prophecy stuff, it's always weird. And I think that's the point because it's sort of a paradox because once you know something, and in his situation, it's sort of like someone giving you something and then the possibility of that being taken from you is like almost unbearable. So the idea that he's going to become king. Or, or, even, or even more like the person has the thing that you want and holds it in front of you. And they say, here, take it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's right here. Take it. And you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, his friend didn't like, didn't try to make anything happen. Well, well, um, Banquo kind of re- rejected was- it outright. Well, no, cause he kept ta- he kept complaining, kind of like, "Well, what about me? Like, well, my back gets." Yeah, but also, wants, like, the next day or scene, he was he was basically like, uh, "Reject what they said, uh, the, reject what the weird sisters said. Don't follow that. Don't do that. Don't be that." Mm. Oh, when like when they when he was talking to his, son, I don't remember when that happened. 
Uh, it's like the Macbeth. It was before like they, when they got the king, to their right? house. Yeah, before they killed the king. Oh, okay. He was like, no, Maybe don't, he's don't do that. <laughs> Inkwell seemed seemed wise to stuff, so he seemed he knew he needed to leave because you know it was like, yeah. And while well, he was there with Macbeth, he knew what he heard, and he was just like, yeah, don't, don't put any faith in that, dude. Don't don't be about that. Yeah. Um, I uh, on a scale of one to Cheesecake Factory, I have a a rating. Ooh, I don't um, know it's this place in New York City that I went to. Um, that New is York called City. New York City. <laughs> uh, called Kung Fu Little Steam Buns Ramen. No, <laughs> is, that, is that really the name? <laughs> it is really the name. Kung Fu. Little I feel like Steam maybe I've ramen. I've given this. I, again, I feel like I gave it again, but no, whatever. I, um, I haven't heard of this restaurant yeah, okay. before. It's so. really delicious. Um, or at least my experience was, and this is what I'm going to get into. So uh, the whole menu was in Chinese, and uh, <laughs> there were pictures, but, you know, pictures are deceiving at restaurants sometimes. And there wasn't pictures of everything, and they had a lot of crap in their menu. Like, so much stuff. <laughs> it was overwhelming. Um, and... Basically, just were like, okay, like, my wife can can read and speak a little bit of Chinese, and so she was able to, like, hey, these are good. This is good. You should get this, like, type of thing. She lived in China for a little over a year. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we're there, and we're like, okay, we're going to trust you to give us, you know, to get good stuff. And she would say what it was and all that stuff. Um, but like little place, we don't know what it is. It's a little hole, not even a hole in the wall. It's just everything. It's a hole in the wall in New York, but like, um, it was a nice little restaurant, but it was packed and it was crammed packed with people when we were there. It was like little tiny place. And, uh, so for me going to like seeing Macbeth was like, well, it's Shakespeare. Everybody says Shakespeare's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I am expecting this to be good. And Joel Cohen is doing it, so obviously, I mean, Joel Cohen's pretty good, you know? <laughs> so, like, I, it's probably going to be good. And then I sit down, and I read the menu at Kung Fu Little Steam Buns Ramen, and I sit down, and I watch the first 30 minutes of this movie, and I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> And I'm like, like is oh, this no. really going to be good? I, I feel like happening. this could be a bad experience <laughs> for me. Um, but then you just got to trust that it's going to, that it's all going to come together and that it is going to be good in the end. And you know what? That place was like one of the best places that we ate when we were in New York. And so uh, to me, it was like, you know what? The play ended up being really good. I enjoyed the story, even though I didn't understand everything perfectly. Um, I liked how it was presented. I loved the performances and, um, I would definitely watch it again. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what what could it even? Uh, I got I got nothing. Restaurant, restaurant, restaurant. Uh, I don't know. For you, it seemed like not to. Well, well, yeah, but then you talked me into like if this is yeah, but your your response. main take was just like he didn't add anything. They didn't add anything. It was something. Uh, yeah, it's just well, <laughs> like in the, in that case, it would be like taking like an old recipe and you're like, we made it twenty times better. Like new Coke when new Coke came out, and everyone was like, we don't. Uh-huh. We don't like it. <laughs> it was the old Coke. Yes, the old Coke. <laughs> old Coke was good. Uh, no, I, I feel like in your situation, it would be like they're saying new Coke, and you're like, this is just old Coke. <laughs> <laughs> you have repackaged <laughs> old Coke, and you fed it to me. <laughs> Lying along the way. Deceiving. me. Uh, I don't know. It's something that like took something and didn't add anything and made it. And then, like, that became better or more well-known. Did it become better? I don't know. Uh, I mean, something like how McDonald's came to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they invented 
anything. They were just they're just now happened to be the biggest ones and like the most well known one. Uh, I don't know something like that. <laughs> I can't. We made this rating system, and I can't. <laughs> I know. I I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't didn't think that it would last this long. So I I'm a little worried that we've given ourselves an ultimatum ultimatum of well, no, it, factory it, being our it usually. Thing. So I wonder if we should switch it up. Maybe we have a new. Well, it usually fits really well because you can associate a restaurant experience yeah. with the experience that you had in the movie. And that's what I think to. is genius about, like accidentally genius about <laughs> the rating system <laughs> is because you're comparing these experiences that are then similar that really got nothing to do with each other. But you're, yeah. And then you're making it like a rating thing. Uh, so now we're second guessing it. What, is this like season two? Of the podcast, <laughs> like, is it? I don't know. Well, we took like a this is a six week break in there, essentially. Yeah, because because it's a I mean, season. Well, a it's, season. yeah, yeah, we planned that. Uh, should we just say it's season two? Right I mean, now? declare I mean, it. You, you could, yeah. All right, and season and like two. we'll always take a break in between seasons. Uh, Our first season is going to be fourteen episodes long. Second season is going to be like that's fine. Who knows? There's no, there's no rule about how many episodes has been a season. You're right. Uh, and, and then we can like always pad it with, uh, like this is the season break guys. And we <laughs> always have Christmas and then all of January, I guess. Uh, when really though, <laughs> only reason we actually took that was cause you COVID yeah. family COVID me COVID <laughs> yeah, freaking COVID. But yeah, I mean, not a lot of movies come out during that time anyway so it could we could have pre-planned it we could have we could have done that on purpose maybe uh rest rest restaurant i don't know something i mean i think that's i think that's kind of close to it for me it's it's like I have one for you, but or I like don't Mc, get, if I don't McDonald's to brings to back the McRib and they're like better than ever, and it's like this isn't this is the same. You're lying to me. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's a tricky one because it is more like I don't know if there's like a. I feel like there can always be some. There's always something that comes in that it's like, oh, this is the more you know, the Chipotle <laughs> killer. This is the before. thing that's gonna be you know, oh, it's gonna be better than Chipotle or whatever, and it's like, no, this is isn't as good as Chipotle. <laughs> It's not like it's like this is it's exactly the same. Ki- as. Yeah, it's kind of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I was gonna say something like like maybe Firehouse Subs because like they sort of showed up and then Jimmy John's disappeared because they, they took over our Jimmy John's. But like they're like the sandwich shop replacement, but they don't even compare. So it's and they like, don't even have a drive-through. Yeah, they so don't it makes drive me not want to go. Why can't they're more expensive? Why can't? Why can't? That firehouse subs or the subway across the street. Why can't one of them just get a drive-through window? I would go uh, all of the time. I think Jimmy John's was one of the only places that I used the drive-through at until COVID. Them and Chick Fil A. COVID is there. Well, no, I never used the drive-through until till. Well, I mean, for me, like, yeah. I just hate the drive-through. I just I would rather just stand in the restaurant and wait. I know that seems silly to people, but to me, it's. Well, like Chick Fil A, it's really quicker. <laughs> yeah, Chick Fil A, I don't like. I don't care. There, I'll get in the line and then just mobile order while I'm in there, and like, I don't know, just like listen to songs for mm-hmm. while I wait for twenty or thirty minutes in that Chick Fil A line. Yeah, and then anytime they give me that little receipt thing, they're like, "Was the line too long?" I'm like, "The line could not have been longer," <laughs> uh, but I still waited. Because I'm addicted to your chicken, or at least the thought of it. The thought of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times I you'll get Chick Fil A all the way back home, and you're like, "Oh, this isn't as good as it could have been." <laughs> Can I just the idea of it? <laughs> um, let me read you a quote from the movie uh, that I really loved. It was actually when Macbeth first. Uh, arrives at home and speaks with his wife the first time they're in the room together um she says to him 
Um, Thy letters have transported me beyond this ignorant present, and I feel now the future in the instant. Um, There's lots, the whole thing is flowery language. I mean, that's Shakespeare. Uh, I do know that. Um, (laughs) But I just, I love, when she said that, I immediately understood it, and it like just was like, wow, I, I... I don't trust this woman. She seems like she's evil. I at the time I thought that she had it out for Macbeth and was trying to kill yeah. him. So I was like, "Oh, don't trust her." But man, that was that was very beautiful. <laughs> I love that so much that I wrote it down. It was like <laughs> I just liked the idea of like I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, just a little something there. I think I think the only quote I remember from the whole thing is double double yeah. spoiler <laughs> trouble. And, uh, yeah, in this movie, uh, spoiler alert, there's no cauldron. So, uh, Well, there is. It's unless just you're a, counting the whole room. The whole room is the cauldron. The whole room becomes a cauldron. Yeah. Um, well, that is the tragedy of Macbeth. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.